It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. And this week, once again, I am here with Melissa Ruggieri, who is our music writer. Welcome, Melissa. Hi. I like how you always say that, like, once again, here she is. Well, that's because I'm always very excited about it. <laughs> no, well, because we get to talk about music, right? Well, that, yes, that, yeah. that is true. And, and Lord knows we can talk about some yes. music. <laughs> and music Midtown, especially. Yes, and that's what we're here to talk about this week. But you we're- have a god of many years. Um, you know, I haven't. I haven't been <laughs> recently because, you know, my festival days are kind of past, I guess. I, I did go to Shaky Knees. You did. That's right. That's I right. did. Helped I covered yeah. I helped cover the first mm-hmm. day of Shaky Knees this year. So, you know, uh, and, and my knees did hold up for that, <laughs> but it can't hold up for uh, too long. But yeah, Music Midtown, we were just talking. I'm like, you know, there's, there's stuff here that I would see for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It's definitely skewing the youngest it's ever skewed. I mean, yeah. they've been on this trajectory, I, don't, I guess you could say downward just as far as a demographic mm-hmm. in years. Because, you know, when Music Midtown first came back in 2011 after taking a little bit of a break, they were they were mixing it up. You know, you would have a Journey or an Elton John right. or even an Eminem, you know, or somebody who's been around for a while, these veteran artists, that would be at least one of the headliners. Right. But then over the last, I would say, three years, they started getting younger and younger with their headliners because they realized that not everybody over 35 or 40 wants to stand in a field at Piedmont Park for <laughs> two days in 90-degree weather. Right. That that's not the the demographic that's going to come out. That is the demographic that drinks, so they do buy a lot of beer, so there's kind of a (laughs) trade-off there. (laughs) But especially this year, they've managed to get a headlining crew that really does go very young, except maybe Vampire Weekend. They might be the only ones, I would say, who, you know, they've been around a while. They're a little more on the veteran side of things. But Panic at the Disco, okay. I guess they've been around a while, too. But but when you've got, you know, Cardi B and Travis Scott and Billie Eilish, who's who's a headliner but not. (laughs) She's a headliner in name, (laughs) Right. But, but not necessarily in time because she's going to be playing at 7 o'clock on Sunday, which right. is a little bit early for the headliners. It's just a matter of they didn't have enough stages to, to get five headliners mm-hmm. on them, which, hey, that's a good problem to have, I guess. Right. And 
Tickets are selling very well from what I hear, especially among the, the younger set. And I know I've run into a lot of people, some of our colleagues who have kids who are teenagers who are very excited about the lineup. Right. <laughs> you and yeah. I, I kind of go, eh, okay, Lizzo, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I miss Cardi B at the Super Bowl stuff because she was the same night that the Foo Fighters were performing and I went to the ah. Foo Fighters show instead. So I've never seen a full Cardi show, so I'm interested in seeing Cardi. Right. And same with Travis Scott. Uh, you know, I, I saw him at the Super Bowl. But right, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did. The, he, he was a highlight of the the halftime show yeah i mean at least he kept his shirt on so that was (laughs) that was definitely a highlight for me keep your clothes on boys i don't really care about your nipples adam Adam lambert adam levine (laughs) oh yes adam levine yeah i'd rather see adam lambert but (laughs) but you know i mean as far as travis scott he has been here in concert several times but i i've always seemed to be out of town when he's been here so it'll be good to see him vampire weekend just played the fox and Mm -hmm. i purposely didn't go to that show because I knew I would be seeing them at Music Midtown. Interesting that there are some acts that usually there's a a clause as far as the number of days and miles that they can play within the same market. But but Vampire Weekend was just here the last week of August and Rainwolf, who are playing Music Midtown on Saturday, the Saturday of the festival, this 14th, September 14th, they're actually opening for The Who, who will be back here the week later, I believe, right, at yeah, State Farm 18th, Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're the opening band for the Who tour. So huh. if you miss them on Saturday and you're going to the Who, <laughs> then that's interesting. You've got two chances to see them, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really. I, I had no idea about that. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned. I, I, I was thinking earlier about the the fact that you know we we have more headliners than there are stages, really. <laughs> Four stages. Yeah, and so it's like it, because right now at the moment. Um, you know, it feels like Billie Eilish and Lizzo are like, right, would, would be headlining a festival, right? You know, because they're just, but then you know, they've just recently, you know, had their biggest hit, sort of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Billie Eilish was just on the August cover of Rolling Stone, right? Lizzo just hit number one with Truth Hurts two years after it right. was released, right? right. <laughs> That's the interesting thing about that. It's like, it's not even, it wasn't even on the album that yes. she released this year. It's like, it, it, you know, it's just so odd. It's it's interesting timing. I mean, the timing worked out great for Music Midtown. And yeah. Because, you know, these things are booked almost a year in advance, at least, you know, from la- late last year, early this year. Mm-hmm. Lizzo performed at the college football playoff shows January before last, when mm-hmm. it was the Georgia-Alabama game at right. the stadium. And so I had to cover those shows the couple of days beforehand, you know, how they, they did Central Centennial Park and it was like nine degrees outside. And right. I was fine with that, actually. I was yeah. very happy to be in nine degrees as opposed to a right. Music Midtown weekend. But, um, but Lizzo performed. She was one of the early performers. She was not the headliner. No one really knew who she was. And I was there with Ryan Horn, our photographer and videographer. And I remember he and I were both like, wow, she's really awesome. (laughs) She's really cool. She just got everybody's attention immediately, even though she really wasn't that well known yet, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, commercially or casually or whatever. So to see her now getting, you know, second line billing basically at Music Midtown and having the chart success dovetail perfectly with her appearances here, that's, you know, we do need to tell people just the specifics of this. So it is at Piedmont Park. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Again, Again. that's where it's been since it uh, it relaunched. Yep, yeah. Yep. And September 14th and 15th, Saturday and Sunday. The shows start around one ish, uh, one, well, actually 1230. It, gates open at noon, both mm-hmm. days. And on Saturday, the last show, Panic at the Disco and Cardi B, they will end at 11. On Sunday, Travis Scott and Vampire Weekend will end at 10. They usually wrap up about an hour earlier on Sunday just for noise ordinance yeah. purposes and stuff like that. 
if you've been to Music Midtown, you know a lot of the basic stuff like don't drive because there's nowhere to park. <laughs> right. There's truly nowhere to park. If, yeah. if you live in the neighborhood or you have someone who lives in the neighborhood who has a parking pass, fine. But they will tow you if you're parking oh, yes. in somebody's driveway. And I don't blame them. If you have my driveway, I'd want you towed too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. So your, your best bets are to take MARTA. The Art Center Station and the Midtown Station are the closest. And by close, I mean you're going to be walking a little bit, but that's just the only or way. Or just walk the belt line. You it goes the right there. Line. You can walk the belt line. You can take ride share, get dropped off, have a friend take yep. you, whichever. But whatever you do, don't try to park because you're just going to be miserable it's a and mess. you're going to waste hours of your life trying to find some place to squeeze your car into. It's true. And, you know, that's the only downside of it. But on the other hand, you know, Peter Conlon tells me every year when we talk about how when he and Alex Cooley started Music Midtown initially back in the 90s, Alex's whole thing was he wanted a non-camping festival because as we talked about earlier this year, the Atlanta Pop Festival just had its 50th anniversary mm-hmm. in June and or July, and Alex was the architect behind that, and that was a camping festival. Yep. And then he had done some others after that in the late 60s, early 70s, and so then, you know, decades later, when he and Peter decided to do Music Midtown, he said, you know, my whole goal is to have a city festival. Right. I want it to be a place where people just come for the day, go back home, come back, come out from out of town, stay for the weekend, stay in Midtown, stay nearby, right. whatever. So while it might be inconvenient as far as the parking or whatever, you know, the the benefit of it is you turn around and you see the Midtown skyline yeah. <laughs> while you're there. And you can go home Saturday yes. night or to your hotel room if you're coming into town. Which I, 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 I like personally. Yeah, yes. I do too. Yeah, I, when I went to Bonnaroo, I had a hotel room because oh, I did not want to camp. There's no such thing as camping <laughs> for me. No, no, no. I did Woodstock 99 and I stayed 40 miles away in yep. Hampton Inn because no... No, yeah. no, no Because, yes, after a long day of festival oh. going, you want some comfort. I want a shower. Yes, that <laughs> too. I want. Yes. And I want some decent food. And yes. I, and I want a pillow. And <laughs> I, I don't want to sleep on dirt. Nope. <laughs> it's nope. just never happened. <laughs> and when I covered Woodstock 99, I was a lot younger. And even then, it didn't matter. I was not sleeping on dirt. So, nope. so yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, Music Midtown, that's what it's all about is mm-hmm. it being a city festival granted right. we have a couple of those now also with one music fest in centennial park shaky knees yeah. over at central park so you know atlanta is is very fortunate in that we get a series of really good festivals that all appeal to different types of genres of music yeah. and, and people who like different types of music music midtown though i think is the only one that kind of covers a little bit of everything you know you're, yeah. you're gonna get pop you're gonna get rock you're gonna get hip-hop and i think you know they've done a nice job of, of that over the years I personally prefer some of the veteran acts popping up every now right. and then, yeah. but I'm not the I'm not the age of the people who are coming out to these. Right. You know, so that's the thing. That I mean, yeah, I guess you know a lot of festivals do tend to skew young. They do, and so that's why you have the acts that you have. Right. You don't, you know, get the the veterans, the classic right. rockers, all of that right. here anymore. They did that for a while, but you know, this seems to work, and you know. Even at my age, I still there's still things there I want to see. Yeah. You know, like Yola, Yola. Mm-hmm. Um, is early on. If you don't know about Yola, um, she is a British uh, singer songwriter. She's terrific. She's you know they they call her country, uh, but she's not necessarily country. No, she's, I wouldn't call her country. She but but it is it it is sort of that it it reminds me a little of like a Dusty in Memphis sort yeah. of thing. It's yeah. a country soul. soul. Country. Yes, right. Um, you know, and so it, it does have some of that vibe, and mm-hmm. it's really nice stuff. If you haven't heard her album, it's terrific. Um, and she's playing early on Saturday. Yes, two thirty on yeah. Saturday. She'll be there. So that's that's one not to miss. And but the thing is, uh, on another stage that same time, we have a local Atlanta and Faye Webster, mm-hmm. um, who's terrific as well. 
That's the thing. Early on, you the get early, yeah. you get some uh, you get some um, Atlantans too on the coat hangers, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, here are the band. Here are the band. I hear just got signed. So good for oh, them. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. There's and Lil Yachty is also representing yep. <laughs> right. Atlanta. Um, Black is going to be representing Atlanta. Yep. So they're they they also intentionally try to sprinkle in a few local mm-hmm. acts as well, right. even though they're. Not necessarily like local. You think of playing the local bar, right? But live here, grew up here, bred here, right? <laughs> you know, right. Career yeah, started here. It's, it's not like the old days when they had the locals only stage. Yeah, that was a whole different thing. Those were you know local club bands. These are folks who you know have have got a you know a national reputation pretty yes, much, and are based here. And even Cardi yeah. B. I mean, she does live here part of the time with yeah. Offset from Migos, and they have a, a nice house in Atlanta, so it's kind of local for her. Yeah. <laughs> depending on the weekend, rightly she can go home. Yes, like. she can go home. That's right. She can definitely go home. Right. Uh, Jaden Smith will be there, which I know you're thrilled about. <laughs> <laughs> but for curiosity seekers, just to see what Jaden Smith can do live. Right. And, you know, a lot of the times, and I find this happens with me a lot, I don't necessarily care for someone when I've just either heard their song or their album, but then I see them live and my mm-hmm. my whole attitude changes about them. And I feel like that might happen with me with Billie Eilish because honestly, I don't get her. Yeah. And yet I have talked to people who felt the same way and who are about my age too, um, who who felt the same way and then saw her at, when she played Chastain in June and said, yep. okay, now I get it. Now ah. I understand just the connection that she has on stage with her fans and how she's so captivating just to watch. And right. you know, she's so unique in what she does. Right. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her just to see if I feel differently yeah, well, I, about it. Because I actually I actually enjoy Billie Eilish right. even without having seen mm-hmm. her live. So I, it would be interesting to see that, um, you know, because I, I do hear exactly what you said, that, that a lot of people really think she's a great live performer yes. as well. And Lizzo's a great live performer. Oh, I, I, I know also, that for first yeah, hand because... Yeah, Lizzo's just yeah, a I saw her at the Tabernacle mm-hmm. in... Uh, May. In, yeah, spring, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, it was yep. a great show. It was a packed house. Uh, and I'm glad I saw her there because I doubt I'll ever see her in a venue that small again. Probably not. And that's why <laughs> I'm really grateful now that I saw her at that college football playoff yeah. show when there were like 30 people out there because that's the only time that's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Her. And I mean, she's been, if you haven't seen, go online and look up some of her festival performances. Mm-hmm. She's She's been doing festival performances here in the in the U.S. and in Europe. She, she was a huge hit at the Glastonbury Festival in the U.K., um, she had that that huge audience. Yep. Now the palm of her hand, she she was amazing. So she's just a captivating performer, and she's a character too. She is. She's she's so blunt, and that's oh, yes. what you got to love about her too. Is <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of her mouth, yep. but that's why you watch yep, <laughs> to see what true. she might say. Now, Walk the Moon. I've seen they played Shaky Knees a few years ago, and they're actually mm-hmm. very fun live. They're a very fun, colorful band. You know, right. they they have a lot of big radio hits that, and they opened for Muse. I want to say uh, when they played State Farm last year, and so yeah, I mean you know they're they're fun to catch. Charlie Puth also played that college football playoff huh. thing the night after Lizzo, and you know he's a talented guy. He's written a lot of songs that you know. You know he yeah. he's sort of you know the, the more quiet in the background type. You know like he he's the songwriter who who became a performer. Right, right. He's not he's not exactly flashy. <laughs> no, he's not he's not flashy at yeah. all. But but you'll know a lot of the songs that he sings. Leon Bridges has a great voice. I, I really like a lot of his stuff. I've, I've gotten into Local Natives and Cold War Kids actually a little more recently. I keep hearing their stuff on the spectrum on Sirius a lot yeah. so I, I check them out a little bit. That's deeper. interesting. I haven't heard I haven't heard anything by Cold War Kids in a while. Yeah. I just remember from God when whenever they 
sort of new. Yes, and that was a while yeah. ago. <laughs> and, and I love that album. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was terrific. Yeah. There was some great stuff on that. Now, yeah. the current stuff is, is worth checking out also. Yeah. Um, if you haven't bought tickets yet, the ticket prices have gone up. It is now 165 for a two-day general admission pass. Which basically, you know, just gets you into the festival grounds, right. the Piedmont Park grounds, and you know, go check out whatever you want. They do a thing called GA Plus, yep. so you can upgrade each day for a hundred dollars. It's not a hundred dollars for the weekend; it would be a hundred dollars for Saturday and hundred dollars mm-hmm. for Sunday, which will get you a viewing area that is actually right near where the VIP viewing area is, which is certainly much better than being at the very back of of a field. Yes. Because <laughs> I've had to be back there sometimes because you know you're trying to get from one stage to the next. That's the, uh, you know, people who think this is like fun to do covering festivals is the worst ever because you know yeah. you might have two or three people covering stuff, just like when you helped out at Shaky Knees. Mm-hmm. But y- the stages aren't really that close to each other at Piedmont Park, especially the two that are up on the hill, and right. going up and down that hill. I mean, yeah. I easily I wear my Fitbit every year, and I easily do nine, ten miles of you know, oh yeah, and I'm just yeah. like dripping in sweat, and it's really pleasant. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> and, is. and then we do Facebook Live, and I look great. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes with the territory, but it's it's a lot of work going to festivals because even if you're just a fan, they're they're so spread out, and right. like you say, it's like if somebody's playing at two thirty on one stage, and someone else is playing the same time, and maybe you want to catch a half an hour of each. You're schlepping across right. the entire park to get there in time. So yep. I, I hope the weather cools off a little bit right now. It's looking like we're still going to be in the 90s. I keep begging Peter Conlon to move this festival to later in September. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, the weather breaks. It, back when it was in early May, it was hot then, too. Yeah, I mean, and, and it rained see, a lot. That's that's the problem. There's really no good time. No. I, I've, I've argued with him about like the first week of October, and he tries to tell me it's too cold. I'm like, yeah, no, it's no, not. No, it's not. Um, and then like later in September, <laughs> he says people are getting too into football season. And I'm like, but football season's already mm-hmm. started by the second week of September. Yeah, what difference does it make? So I don't know. I'm going to keep at that, though, because this year I feel like it's going to be exceptionally miserable with the weather being as hot as Yeah, it well, is. we still have some time. Who knows? It might just, it you might. know. It yeah, might. Yeah, these long-range forecasts. We're, I know. We're, we're doing this a little bit in advance. Yeah. So, you know. It may be beautiful. It may be. The, so. the, you know, as, as long as long as it's there's no lightning. That's the only thing yeah. that a couple of years ago they did have to briefly Storms postpone. And, yeah. But but every but they got every show in. Everybody got to see everybody they paid to see, and everything worked out okay. But mm-hmm. that's really the only danger because it is a rain or shine event. So yep. even if there's a little drizzle or something, everybody's still going to play. Just make sure you bring your ponchos and check the Music Midtown website. They have a very lengthy list of what you can and can't bring in. Yeah. And you know we could spend an entire podcast just reading that list. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. That's always a good thing to check out, no matter what festival you're going to yes take a look and see if that thing that you want to bring is acceptable because yes. sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't uh umbrellas are usually verboten yeah. they are just because they can be a weapon yeah, really. yeah they could be somebody <laughs> gets in a fight yeah, yeah they could jack or, or just i mean you know inadvertently you know like right. your mom always used to say you're gonna put your eye out <laughs> with that eye out. Right. So. <laughs> that's true that's true and you're right yeah. some festivals allow them some don't some yeah. concerts you know, some amphitheaters allow them, some don't. So check out the list on, on musicmidtown.com. One other thing to keep in mind, and, you know, we we talk about this a lot um, as far as where you're buying your tickets from. It, you mm. know, if, if you're going to buy them from a, a reseller or a Craigslist or whatever, you're on your own. Yeah. I mean, Music Midtown does not sanction those 
it's basically through musicmidtown.com or Frontgate Tickets, which is the official ticketing site. And if anything does happen, that they, you know, in the event of anything occurring, you're covered right. if you buy it through that. If you buy them through anybody else, like I said, you know, whatever happens, happens. They have no responsibility for your ticketing and they can't help you. Right. That's the thing, too. I mean, I see people in front of me in will call lines all the time saying, you know, my tickets, they're telling me my ticket's not working or my wristband isn't being scanned or whatever. And the person's like, I, you, you didn't buy it through us. We have no record of you. So we can't give you another yeah. one <laughs> if we don't have a record of you. So just be cautious in what you do. I mean, you might save 20 bucks on the front end and then wind up not being able to get in. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it didn't really wind up being a savings, did no, it? So, no, yeah. it, it really yeah. didn't. And of course, as you probably know, if you live in the area, roads will be closed. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing is going to be easy to get through up until, you know, several days after the festival. Right. Yeah, because they start setting up early. Yes, and, the whole week before. Yeah. They'll, you know, this this current week now that will people will be hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's off. best yeah. to to avoid that area if at all possible. It, it the, really the, is. The days leading up to uh, Music Midtown. Yeah. yeah. You know, just city permits and stuff. So um, yep. so you know, stay stay away from your car really for the next yeah. week and a half is probably the best advice. Just take Marta or walk when you can and do it that way. But yeah. you get know, some exercise. Get some exercise. <laughs> right. Get get some exercise in the ninety five degree weather. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bring a water bottle <laughs> while you're out there too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Hydrate while you're at these yes. things because you do tend to forget, even if you're just standing still watching something, that if it is warm out, it you know, you're sweating and mm -hmm. you're losing a lot of water and it's a long day if you're going even from the mid afternoon till the end of the night. I mean, you're talking seven, eight hours of being outside and you're around, you know, tens of thousands of people. I mean, you know, Music Midtown typically gets fifty, sixty thousand people over yeah. the weekend. Yeah. It's a lot of people. And it's a lot of people to be in contact with and a lot of people who probably had too much to drink sometimes right. <laughs> and aren't always on their most um, focused behavior, I right. guess. <laughs> right. And that, that brings up another thing. Eat something because yes. especially if you're going to drink. Yes. You got to you got to have a base. We sound like our parents now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poke your eye out. Make sure to bring water. Right. Eat something first. Have yep. a nosh before you go. Yes. They have food on site. Yep. You could you could buy stuff. So, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, you really do have to keep, you know, keep an eye on yourself while yeah. you're there because lots of things can happen outside in the weather and whatever but yeah it's a long day you know it's a long if day. you're going to be there early which you know you definitely should go see yola yeah uh, so yeah. if you're going to be there early um it's going to be a very very long day so. and you've got more than 30 acts over two days on four stages there's a lot going on yeah. and you could find the full schedule online we of course in go guide will have our navigation guide that we do every year a lot of it is stuff that we just told you about just as far as yep. you know getting there and where how much tickets are and where the box office will be and right. stuff like that and the schedule um but you know yeah we'll have that in print in go guide uh on friday mm -hmm. before the festival and we'll also have it online. You can always find it online at AJC.com. And we will be covering it in full force also. Yes. We will have many, many recaps of the artists and photos and video. So make sure to check out AJC.com and the Atlanta Music Scene blog over the weekend. And you will find out everything that you missed if you didn't go. Yes. <laughs> and if you did go, you can maybe compare and contrast your experience with ours. And who knows, ours. maybe you'll even see yourself. <laughs> maybe you will. That's true. They, they do take crowd shots sometimes. They do. So. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, that's it's it's a scene. And yeah. We like to cover the scene as well as the artists and you know the people who go to the festival uh, in addition to the people who perform at the festival and it's so. nice to talk to a lot of the people out there too especially the the kids you know the younger people who are out there just as to why they're there yep. and if they've ever come before i mean for so many of them this is their first festival mm -hmm. and especially with a lineup like this that is very very young yeah. um and i think it'll be a, for a new experience for a lot of people too so so be nice that's the other thing you know
know, yes. be nice. I know, I know it's hard to be nice when the guy next to you is smoking, even though there are 5,000 signs saying don't smoke. <laughs> I'm not nice to them because they're just stupid. But, <laughs> when, but try but, to be nice. But try to be nice to like the, the kid who might look like he's not really sure which, which stage somebody's on or right. looks a little lost or whatever. And, you know, just, just behave. Yeah. Help each other out. <laughs> Except for the smokers. Uh. <laughs> I say as a former smoker. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess that's that's about it for what we have to say about Music Midtown. We've got uh, uh, lots and lots of information for you uh, online. So go and check that out. And as we said, uh, Go Guide on Friday. Uh, and I just thought of one more thing that we should mention. Oh, ah, okay. This is the 25th anniversary of Music Midtown. Oh, that's right. We did not mention that. Uh, yeah, earlier this year, I actually put together a gallery that's of right. some of the uh, moments from the very first few uh, Music Midtowns, which I was I was there, um, and uh, it was it was very very different in those days. <laughs> it started in 1994, um, and I helped cover those first few years of the festival. Uh, actually, I don't think I covered the first one, but I think from there on, pretty much through uh, when it uh, ended the first time in 2005, I believe. And that was when we used to put out like a special section of coverage, from what I understand. Oh, and we did. You yes. had what, like eight, nine, ten people oh, covering we had stuff? Tons of people. <laughs> Twenty <covering> people. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great because uh, because we could basically cover most of the stages mm-hmm. that way. And there were a lot of stages. It wasn't just four, right? No, I mean, it was yeah, like a dozen were, stages. There were quite a few, yeah. It's like one, two, three, four. Uh, there were a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading. I always wanted to, I always wanted to come down to see it because yeah. I would read about it every year and be like, oh, that sounds so cool. And, yeah. you know, don't be careful what you wish for sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so so this is a sort of a history, uh, yes. a bit of history because this is the 25th. Uh, 25th year. This is right. the 25th anniversary. This is not the 25th edition of it because Correct. they did take a break for five or six years there. I believe it was six. Yeah. Um, so it's not uh, exactly 25, but it's 25 years since that first one. And those early ones were held in Midtown where the Federal Reserve is right. now and then over by the Civic Center it moved to for one year, I think. Yeah, no, it was there for several years. years. It actually moved after uh, it was at 10th and uh, 10th, 10th and Peachtree uh, where the Federal Reserve Building now stands. Mm-hmm. That was a big empty lot. Um, then after a few years there, it moved uh, briefly to um, a uh, a lot that is where part of Centennial Olympic Park is now. Oh, it was okay. a, a largely a paved area. There was some park. It was, it was, it was a, just a big empty space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, uh, when it had to be redone for the olympics and stuff it's like it, it was it, it it did move there but then it moved to um central park sort of central park uh, Renaissance like the park, center, right? uh, the civic yeah. center yeah they actually had shows in the atlanta civic center wow i would like um, that because it's air conditioning yeah it was great because they they would have like like an acoustic stage mm, in there mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for quite a few of the years um they would do um you know just have that because there's a stage in there and they would have these acoustic performers which was perfect for that. Right. Um, and then just outside there, but in the big, huge lot behind it, there were about three stages in that lot. Um, but, yeah, that's where uh, where it ended up um, before it... Uh, went on hiatus. Yeah, went on hiatus <laughs> and then came back at Piedmont Park. Yeah. So, so it was in four different locations uh, over the course of its history. In- including Piedmont Park? Inclu- yeah. uh, including Piedmont Park. Including Piedmont Park, Park yeah. Yeah, because it was the 10th. Uh, 10th and Peachtree, then uh, the, the downtown location, then the 
Civic Center and then Piedmont Park. So and four. They seem very happy at Piedmont Park. They seem to feel like that's going to be the home for it. Just because, yeah. like we were saying earlier about the location being something in Midtown that has yeah. the park environment, but yet you still feel like you're, you know, in the city and you can look right. around and see the skylines and right. Stuff it like seems that. to be so working for them. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. It does you know. make sense. It does make sense. I mean, and it's the only place outside of you know the other two areas, Centennial or, or Central Park, where you have enough space. Yeah. And actually, I'm not sure Central Park is big enough for Music Midtown. Centennial. Yeah, just Central Park yeah. because when it was over in that in that area, right. it it over, it took took Central Park. There's also so Renaissance Park right. over there, and then there was the big area behind the Civic Center. So it took up a whole huge block yes. there, um, and that area has changed a lot too. So I don't know that there is enough space over there. I don't think there is for just everything. It. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and Piedmont Park just seems to work out well as far as you know, just the space that they have and the setup that they have with the four stages also seems to really be working. That they because yep. they they moved to four stages. Gosh, at least probably four years ago, I think. Yep. And that, you know that just seems to be really easy. Even though, like I said, it is a bit of a hike up and down that hill, and mm-hmm. you know, but you just know what you're. Know what you're in for before yep. you get there. Make sure wear, wear comfortable shoes. Yes. Yeah, ladies, it doesn't matter how cute you think you look. By the third hour there, you're gonna wish you had your sneakers unless yeah. you're already wearing them. Yeah, so. nobody nobody needs to wear heels in, no. in a park with the dirt. yeah dirt and yeah. And if it does rain and it turns into you know wet muddy oh it would be awful nonsense yeah. <laughs> it'll be awful. So just you know just wear sneakers and yep. you're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, go and check it all out online at AJC.com and at the Atlanta Music Scene blog. Uh, and uh, check out Go Guide on Friday, September 13th. Uh, we'll have all the information there as well. Thanks, Melissa. Sure. And we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks to talk about fall music. <laughs> ah, that's right. Yay. So, yeah, there, there's a lot more besides Music Midtown yes. coming uh, this fall. Um, and we'll talk about it all when that time comes. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Autry Mill Nature Preserve and Heritage Center is partnering with the Johns Creek Historical Society for its first Family Farm Festival. This free festival, taking place on September 14th, is a way to learn about the history of the Johns Creek area while enjoying lots of music and fun activities including storytelling, heritage crafts, old-fashioned games, and more. Get up close with Autry Mill's collection of farm animals, including goats, chickens, ducks, and rabbits, and learn about their care and the roles they played on the farm. There will be outdoor cooking demonstrations with tastings and picnic lunches available for purchase. The Johns Creek Historical Society has also invited descendants of early farm families to share their memories of rural life with festival attendees. And all of Autry Mill's historical buildings, some dating back to the 19th century, will be open for tours. While you're there, check out the Farm Museum, the Butterfly Garden, and Heritage Garden. The Autry Mill Family Farm Festival happens from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturday, September 14th. Admission is free. You'll find more info at autrymill.org. Taste of Smyrna will spotlight more than 30 Smyrna restaurants in the city's beautiful Village Green in downtown. Among the folks expected to offer up tastes and samples are Atkins Park, Williamson Brothers Barbecue, Maggiano's, Brewster's Ice Cream, Copeland's of New Orleans, Cold Stone Creamery, and Meehan's Public House. Admission to Taste of Smyrna is free, but samples can be purchased for $1 to $4, and bottled water and soft drink sales will benefit the Smyrna Education Foundation. There's plenty of fun for the kids, too. They'll have a blast in the kids' zone with a rock wall, inflatable slides, bounces, obstacle courses, and more. There will be acoustic music all day, followed by an evening concert. 
Taste of Smyrna kicks off at 11 a.m. Saturday, September 14th on the Village Green in downtown Smyrna. Get the details at facebook.com slash tasteofsmyrna. Still rocking more than 50 years after making their debut, classic rockers The Who will return to Atlanta for the first time since 2015 with a stop on their Moving On tour on September 18th. On this run of dates, the band joins up with orchestras around the country to bring a symphonic touch to their material. Joining singer Roger Daltrey and guitarist Pete Townsend is a familiar lineup of guitarist, singer, and Pete's brother, Simon Townsend, and drummer Zach Starkey, son of Ringo Starr. This is the band's first return to the U.S. since a 2017 residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. And a new album has been announced, though the only thing we really know is that it's supposed to be released this year. When it does see the light of day, it will be the band's first new release since 2006. The Who will perform at State Farm Arena at 7.30 p.m. September 18th. Tickets are $79.50 to $308, and you'll find those at LiveNation.com. The Atlanta Ballet begins its 90th anniversary season with a program that includes a work inspired by the life of French singer Edith Piaf and her music. Brazilian choreographer Ricardo Amarante's Love, Fear, Loss follows the love story of the late songstress through her classic works. Her heartbreaking story is the basis for an exploration of the beauty that arises even from the darkest moments in life. They'll also perform British choreographer Liam Scarlett's Vespertine. There will be a world premiere of a work by New York-based choreographer Claudia Schreier and a special guest performance by Complexion's Contemporary Ballet. The performances take place September 20th through the 22nd at Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. Tickets are $22 to $127 and are available at atlantaballet.com. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guen. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.